Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and welcome from me, back in Ireland, to Gatecast episode 280. (laughs) You said 280. Did I? No, you said two seventy. I said two seventy eight, and you said no, two eighty. No. Did I get? That? You said two eighty eight. I said two ninety. Damn. I'll try that. <laughs> no, that's all right. I'm leaving this in. Really? Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's any opportunity to make me look like a fool. Yeah, quite right. Carry on. Would you care to introduce yourself? Uh, yes, this is Thomas. Welcome back to the show, Thomas. Thank you. Yeah. This week we are going to be looking at the season four finale, The Last Man. This was an episode that Thomas requested. Thankfully, uh, everything worked out. We got the timing right. Nice Friday uh, evening, a Friday lunchtime. Yes. America and Britain. Alan's back home, so we're on the same time zone, at least. Makes things a little easier. I got a little email from Steam. One of the games on your wish list is on sale. Mm-hmm. Like, so I had a look, and uh, it was the South Park game. Sick of truth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the next one in the series is called A Fractured Hole. Of course. Uh, Thomas, did you go and see Pixels? I have not seen Pixels yet. I thought it was fun. I actually managed to do something I never thought I would do. I enjoyed a movie with Adam Sandler in it. I've enjoyed many a movie with Adam Sandler in it. Yes, but Michael, you've also enjoyed Sharknado 2. And 3. <laughs> I really hoped that there wasn't a 3. <laughs> 3 was alright. Picked it up on Blu-ray a couple of weeks ago. Uh, right, shall we... Uh, no, I didn't tweet. Sorry, I was shifting bits and pieces of things around. I tweeted... You tweeted? Oh, did you notice that I have Twitter now? Yes. Um, didn't I mention you on the tweet? I think so. Oh, for pity's sake. What's the point in having it if you're not going to use it? The Babylon Project was our last best hope for Scott. A self-contained podcast, one hour long, located on the internet. A place of fun and discussion for Babylon 5 fans everywhere. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The name of the place is the Babylon Project Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from the Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun. Find us at babylonprojectpodcast.wordpress.com. Or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. Right then, we might as well jump pretty much straight into it. We are watching the uh, Region 2 DVD rip of the episode. Runtime, 41 minutes, 47 seconds, if you want to watch along with us. Although, I don't think many people actually do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I typically listen to the car while I'm driving. It's easier. That's why the show is actually designed with lots of audio clips to make mm-hmm. you get enough of the story that you're, you're not having to remember what happened. Mm. Well, what people might do is watch the episode of an evening and then listen to the podcast as they're commuting the following day. That's what I like to picture happening. I like to picture there's millions of people listening to us and thinking, oh, a pretty good show. Fortunately, our downloads do not reflect that. Thankfully, actually. Yeah, thankfully, because otherwise it would cost significantly more. Of course, they may still say it's a good show. Right. Yeah. 
all our over 2,000 Twitter followers can say it's a great show. They don't have to listen to us to tell us it's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> we are very shallow when it comes to praise. <laughs> Indeed. And feedback. Is it that people don't even comment on the posts anymore, or did we just sort of give up in despair on reading out the feedback from the Facebook page? We very rarely get any relevant feedback with the, uh, the episodes. We get comments on birthdays and pictures and other articles. Mm-hmm. I don't use that as feedback. That's fair enough. Okay, then, Alan will do his 3 to 1 countdown. If you are watching along with, with us, we are currently on the black screen at 0000. Do you have a language preference? Yes, sir. You just do anything random this time. What? Just a random language. Oh, Christ. Oh, you, you, he's got to make a decision now. What have you done? I broke him. <laughs> oh, for pity's sake. Oh. You're not like this when you go and get some coffee from the local Starbucks or whatever, are you? I don't buy Starbucks coffee. It's too expensive. There appears to be coffee in my new uh, job, so I'm just going to steal it. <laughs> Why not? what I pay for coffee when I get it for free. It's a miracle work. Uh, in a departure from normal behaviour, I'm going with English. Wow. <laughs> that is random. That is, well, you went and had me make a decision. <laughs> you know, live with it. Three, two... One quickie. So how'd it go, sir? Jedi contact didn't show up. Ah, uh, nice. This is GI Gate there, I think. Yeah. A nice autumn-looking day. Doesn't look too warm on this planet. Troy, normally that's the kind of thing I'd take personally. But Layton claims he didn't order the hit. He's trying to get on our good side. Always oh, nice to see Major Lorne actually uh, in the field. Literally, in the field. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Does John ever have his hair done, or is it always just this random pile <laughs> on his head? Well, even when he went back to Earth for his father's funeral, his hair still looked like that. <laughs> yes, sir. Of course, we are actually recording this episode out of sequence, so at this point, we don't even know Taylor's been uh, kidnapped by Michael. Mm. Yes. Can I turn up the heat? Hello? Yellow hues. Yeah, it looks a bit different. This is a surprise party. It's not my birthday. Andy Mikita filmed the opening sequence. Martin Wood was busy elsewhere. It actually looks quite good with a red tint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of the opening movie, Stargate, with the yellows and the pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. This story was originally written to be Atlantis was frozen a sea of ice. Of course, as they pointed out, that the Continuum kind of had that as a theme. Yeah. So they went with a desert, as it worked out, uh, a lot better. Yeah, I can't remember what I felt, you know, what I was thinking when I first watched this episode, when it was broadcast in the UK. I'm sure a lot of confusion. Yeah. That opened very quietly. Yeah, I'm gonna go on. Wait, what? Yeah, that's a. I didn't even bring my bucket and spade. Did we go to Tatooine? <laughs> <laughs> well, everything happens on Tatooine, doesn't it, really? Mm-hmm. You've got a whole galaxy, but it's always that desert planet. Yeah, turn the fans up a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you just imagine the city, you know, actually <laughs> dropping as the sea level went down.
Okay then, The Last Man, Season 4, Episode 20, the finale of this season of Stargate Atlantis. Gatecast Episode 290. This episode was written by Joseph Melozzi and Paul Mully, and directed by Martin Wood, and a few others. <laughs> He's quite honest about that in the commentary. <laughs> this episode first aired in America, March 7th, 2008. Uh, in the UK, March the 11th. Sweden, May the 23rd. Germany got it March the 19th, 2009. Australia, January the 7th, 2010. And Japan, February the 24th of the same year. We got a few series with episodes of the same name. Father Brown, Playhouse 90, Lawman, Stage 13, Blue Light, Wagon Train, Exo Squad and Two Faces West. And we're back. Well, is this John going, I'm getting a bloody Emmy for this one. <laughs> well, when you think about it, it is a lot of pressure on the actor to... Yeah. Because he's, he's carrying the whole thing. Shepard, anyone on this frequency? Shepard, is that really you? McKay. I can't believe it. It actually worked. What are you talking about? What the hell's going on here? Look, I imagine you're a little confused right now. God, for you, like, what, five minutes has passed? Rodney. They made a point of removing all the, you know, Earth-based technology oh. from the set. All the little knickknacks and personal mementos. Mm-hmm. Goes back to basically just a Bay City. Yeah. The, the big blue thing out the window, it, it's gone. It's, it's, it's a desert, and it's about 120 degrees in here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The big blue thing out there. The big blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I understand this is hard for you. Just do me a favor and go to the hologram room. Why? Just do it, please. It's hard to actually comment on this episode, because at the point we don't know really what's going on. But... Yeah. And of course, he has to manually go there. Yeah. Yeah. Why would the hologram room have power and nothing else does? Uh, because he'll explain it when he gets there. Mm. And it can't be too far away as they found it quickly in the original pilot. Mm. Yeah. Got to give it to the ancients, though. They yeah. did build cities well. The last. It's connected to an independent power source. Don't worry, it will work. There you go. Hey there. Oh. <laughs> For a minute. Mayborn? No, it's not Mayborn. <laughs> Hologram? No. <laughs> of course. I'm, I've tapped into the city's um, internal sensors, so I've got eyes and ears, so to speak. You look good. You look, uh... <laughs> different. That's because you remember me the, uh, the way I was. What, you mean earlier today? It's funny, you know? I spent the last 25 years of my life trying to figure out how to make this work. I never once thought what I was going to say to you when you got here. It's always hit and miss when they do uh, the old age makeup on an actor. Right. Did a pretty good job with Rodney, and as David said, he, he was practicing his delivery of his line. Add twenty years or so to his yeah. age. Solar flare, and they were sent back to 1969. <sighs> well, vaguely. Oh, great episode that was. Yeah. I was sent back in time. Uh, no, in fact, you were sent forward into the future. How far into the future? No. Interesting <laughs> question, and one that was not easy to figure out. I had to determine the exact characteristics of the solar flare in Rodney. question. Uh, nay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Babble, babble, babble. To the point, please. This is a practical joke. I'm afraid not. Freak accident. Sorry. Tell me, I just traveled 48,000 years into the future in 10 seconds. I know, it is kind of cool when you think about it, isn't it? 48,000 years. <laughs> no, not yeah. a freak accident. Now, Very. Now, isn't yeah. the actual gate systems designed to where it's not supposed to allow that? And that the yeah. only reason it happened with the XOSGC one is because the computer bypassed? Mm -hmm. Yes, unfortunately, as we come to learn 
constantly tinkering with the the gate system as Rodney's been doing over the years mm -hmm. has left a few glitches in the system. Obviously, there's not enough power for you to get back to Earth, and without a MALP, going anywhere else would be far too risky. It is entirely possible that you are the last human being alive. You're not doing a very good job of cheering me up here. Well, it's either that or die, so I think I'd take the chance. Yeah. I'm pretty sure John could remember a few gate addresses. Mm-hmm. What plan? But in 48,000 years, who knows, maybe the planet has exploded or something. And of course, galactic shift as well. Perhaps a lot of the addresses wouldn't work. True. Mm -hmm. Fully interactive enzyme designed to mimic the exact response and appearance of the great Dr. Rodney McKay. Couldn't use anyone else, huh? <laughs> the great. Of course, the great <laughs> Dr. Rodney. Yeah. Well, his ego never <laughs> drank, did it? Sealed in the foundation of one of the outer buildings, along with a Mark 12 Naquita generator and a couple of other, uh, well, key components. It's kind of like a, um, well, what would you say, like a time capsule, so to speak. There you go, Alan. Mm -hmm. What? I'm not that great. All the, all the holograms hardware is contained in, in a self-contained unit, additional to the city. Yeah. Although that's pretty good design work for Rodney. Yeah. Come on. Mark 12 Naquita generators sitting yeah. there for 48,000 years. Mm. Price is still working. Yeah. Buy some time. Well, that really explains everything. Theoretically, we can send you back exactly the way you got here, using the gate, the right address, and a solar flare. Only problem is we're waiting for something very specific, a prominence with exactly the right shape, size, characteristics, and relative position in space so that it will interact with the wormhole in exactly the right manner and send you back exactly the right amount of time. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. How long are we talking about? Oh, seven, eight hundred years, a thousand tops. Whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's your plan. See, there's no reason for a hologram to actually walk alongside. Yeah. Could literally just appear room to room. If I don't get you back within two months of the moment you left, then it'll be too late. Too late? What the hell is that supposed to mean? They even made a point of putting little glitches in his broadcast mm -hmm. to remind you that it is a hologram. Because at the moment, it's just Rodney, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Rodney and John walking side by side. Uh-oh. The Air Force pronounced you KIA. Gave you a, a very nice military funeral back on Earth. Obviously, the casket was empty, but, um, you know, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> Yeah, he's laying on the bad information bit by bit. Yeah. Mm. A lot of information at the speed of plot. We kept searching for Taylor, but we just didn't have the resources to cover enough ground. Yeah, this is an interesting episode. You know, you've got you got Rodney's story and John's story, but beyond all that, it's basically flashback and clip show. Mm-hmm. Clips we haven't seen before, but are relevant. Uh-uh. She'd had the baby. I guess after that, he didn't have any use for her anymore. So he killed her. Michael does go for grimy. Yep. And I don't think you'd be surprised to find that that isn't Rachel. She didn't come in <laughs> for, yeah. for five minutes shooting while she was nine months pregnant. Knowing the address where we eventually found Taylor, you will be able to get there much quicker. You know, save Taylor, save the baby, change the fate of the galaxy. Well, that's another reason to dislike Michael, isn't it? He killed Taylor. At the very least, you'd think he'd keep her around, just mm. look after the baby. Yeah. Unless he, well, let's not go there. <laughs> Getting very dark all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. He stepped up his campaign of exposing human populations to the Hoffman drug. Jennifer did her best to find a way to combat the effects, trying to lower the mortality rate, but ultimately, it was a losing battle. Her baby was born. <laughs> yeah. I say, 
bit of a ball back. Mm-hmm. Several seasons back. Yeah. Mm. Michael waited until they were at each other's throats, and then he made his move. Yeah, that was predicted. Eventually, the wraith would turn on each other. Mm-hmm. They've lost hyperdrive, and they're venting atmosphere. Well, then let's finish it. <laughs> Connor Trenier's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kick him when they're down. Oh, I thought he was going to take them over, not just destroy them. Well, he doesn't want Wraith. He only wants his hybrids, don't he? Yeah. Pure Wraith are no good to him at all. And in less than a year, he had the Wraith on their knees. Literally. Oh, is that a queen? Yep. Andy Frizzle, as usual. And I've got to admit, reasonably attractive. Mm. Is green. Well, not as extreme as some of the queens we've seen. I never asked for any of this. I was taken prisoner by the humans. Tortured. Experimented on. Yeah. Oh, poor put upon Michael. <laughs> the humans took me and experimented on me, then threw me away. Actually, I think <laughs> he ran away. Uh-huh. You still have your pride. Good for you. Oh, I think not. Yeah. <laughs> You're in a rather awkward position to uh, have that size of that ego. Uh-huh. <laughs> My queen. No, that shouldn't be a fatal blow for a queen. It depends how deep it goes. At the very least, it puts her out of commission for a few seconds, which mm. is all that's required to do the next bit. That's rather Napoleonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this coming shot doesn't quite oh. work. Yeah. That looks too fake. And this matting shot, and you know, lots of extras—they look fake. They're all mm-hmm. doing the same, the same salute. I mean, let's have some variety. Yeah, a little variation. With the wraith in disarray, Michael returned to the human populations he'd infected with the Hoffman drug. He selected the strongest and the healthiest of the survivors, and converted them to hybrids. The rest he exterminated. Well, to be fair to Michael, he had a plan and he carried it out. That's what we like to see. Looks like he carried it out pretty well. Yeah. I will reprogram the sensors. It's funny, all that time we were doing experiments and finally it was Taylor's baby. Oh dear. Nice sand. Real sand. Literally, they filled the corridor with sand. Rodney, there is no other way around. It turned out to be a lot lot more difficult than they envisioned. The sand has penetrated the lower levels. 48,000 years into the future, you're still going to knack for stating the obvious. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? Oh, I wasn't programmed for this variable. You said you had 25 years to work on this plan. Well, McKay did, and he brilliantly anticipated a lot of potential problems. It's just that, well, this wasn't one of them. I mean, as you'd expect, the sets really were not designed to have God knows how many tons of sand filling them up. Mm-hmm. And you've got to keep it controlled and in that area because it tends, it does tend to uh, flow a bit. Yeah, and then the cleanup's gonna be a mess. Oh yeah, storm's coming. A sandstorm. Ever been in one of those? As a matter of fact, I have. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, you're military. You, you served probably in the Gulf somewhere. Mm-hmm. Just poof and poof. Be better, Rodney. I think even as a hologram, he wants to be. He's like C-3PO. He wants to feel put upon. Mm-hmm. He's not happy if he's not complaining. Sounds pretty nasty out there. The winds are gusting over 50 miles an hour and increasing. But the visibility's basically zero. You can't go out there. You're just going to have to wait it out. For how long? Well, I don't know. Maybe a couple of hours? He's still hanging on to the gun. You never drop your weapon. 
Even if you're the only one alive on the entire planet, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I suppose it doesn't really matter anyways. We'll just wait for the storm to blow over and uh, have you out of here in no time at all. Well, you'll actually be here for 700 years, but uh, you know what I mean. No, why would you thought he'd have a food bar in his kit or something? Because Rodney stole him the last time? <laughs> There's no way we would have rolled over and let Michael take over the whole galaxy. No. Uh-uh. Okay, let's twist the knife a bit. Let's yeah. hear how they all perished. I'm pretty sure they didn't all die of old age happily ever after. Of course they were. Sam? Sam wouldn't take no for an answer. Finally, they decided to give her a new ship, the Phoenix. Oh, God, they're going to blow this one up? <laughs> yeah, it's a new ship, although I'm not quite sure. Mm. Did she have to go to Earth to fix it, or did they tow it to Pegasus? I would probably use the Midway Station to get there. I don't think so. <laughs> no, they both did Midway Station before you so. Mm. Work day and night, side by side. Zelenka might have been there as well, I don't really remember. <laughs> Zelenka may have been there as well. In yeah. short, they couldn't get him for this episode? Martin in the commentary said he was disappointed. He wanted Zelenka to have a, a bigger yeah. bigger scene. Play upon the fact that he was doing a lot of work, but actually Rodney just brushed him off. Mm-hmm. We managed to get her in working order. Good to go, then. Mm-hmm. All right, everything checks out. Weapons, shields, long-range sensors, all in the green. She's good to go. Great work, Rodney. And we want you, Raddick, and your team to head back to Atlantis and take a couple of days off. When you're good and rested, get to work on the city's shields. Do anything you can to maximize efficiency. You're going to need them. Well, what about you? I'm going to take her out. For the time being, Major Lorne is in command of Atlantis. You need to take some time. You're as exhausted as we are. Intel suggests that Michael's about to move against several human worlds. We have to get out there now. Well, so let someone else go. You know, she can't do that, Rodney. She can't let anybody else go in her place. Hey. <laughs> yes. And she doesn't want any of you to come along with her. Nope. That bodes, that does. Thanks, Rodney. For everything. Hey. Oh? Yeah, how much of this is in Rodney's head? This is the goodbye not actually said out loud. Uh-huh. And he's not he's not actually fast enough to pick it up. They started a series of hit and run ops, real gorilla style. Oh. You imagine if the Earth really put some serious resources into this, they could take Pegasus. One of the hives has been neutralized. What about the other one? Minimal damage. They're powering weapons. Damn it. Should we swing around for another path? Forget it. Get us out of here. And I have to admit, I like this. Captain Myers on navigation and weapons. Sam Carter as commander. So she's gone back from her Atlantis uniform to her Air Force jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. But eventually their luck ran out. Don't say that. Michael deliberately leaked some intel that he was about to attack a heavily populated human world. Oh, this is a beautiful piece of CGI. Mm. That is gorgeous. Oh, dear. That's a big ship. Standard hive ship. Mm. It just the perspective. They actually called it their Star Wars shot. We've got a hive ship, 6 o'clock. It's an ambush. Here comes another one, dead ahead. Invasive maneuvers! Yeah, you're a lot smaller than a hive. You should be able to get in and out quickly. You would have thought so. They'd have been able to maneuver so they could open a hyperspace window. We're boxed in. Return fire! Unfortunately, too much damage was done. Yeah. We've lost Asgard weapons. Switch to missiles. Fire all batteries. Help him go. Ooh, they're no good. We know nuclear missiles do not do much damage to hive ships. Yeah. 
Make for pretty explosions, though. Oh, yeah. It's a very nice sequence. Interesting music as well. Mm-hmm. No response. System is going critical. I'm beaming you to the planet. Head to the gate as soon as you can. What about you? I'll be right behind you. A long discussion with Joel about the music mix. Uh-huh. You know, they had the sound effects, the music, the vocal, the, you know, the audio. So I'm slightly confused. How can you beam from a sitting position to a standing position? The systems are just that good. <laughs> with her engines about to go critical, I, I guess she figured she didn't have anything to lose. <laughs> Ramming speed. Uh, of course, I can eat Captain. Yeah. Let's go down with the ship. breath she took out three of michael's hive ships and we buried another empty casket that scene with amanda on the bridge surrounded by sparks was the very final thing they filmed for season four unfortunately michael wasn't there uh-huh. this is rather a depressing episode yes it was it's got to take some time to make those hives so how many hives do they have left after all this interesting question between the ones michael actually blew up mm-hmm was inputting our new solar flare requirements into the long-range sensors, and I found out what happened to the ocean. What are you going to tell me? You're going to keep it a secret. The sun in this system is dying. Now, this I didn't understand. I would have thought, simple study of the star, they'd be able to figure out exactly what type it was. Looking at its spectrum, they'd mm-hmm. be able to predict how it was going to age. Yeah. Change of this magnitude in 48,000 years, the sign should have been there when they landed on this planet. Mm-hmm. This planet is going to get hotter and hotter. Eventually, the atmosphere is going to burn up. Unless, you know, they're even propositioning an idea that something was done to the star. You don't think Rodney was experimenting, do you? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> so the moment you step out of the stasis chamber, you'll be killed. I mean, you got to think of something. I am trying. It's like I said, you didn't anticipate the variable. I get it. Okay, you better think up of another solution now. <laughs> Can the Mark 12 uh, power the shields? Theoretically, but would never be enough power left over to maintain my systems, the long-range sensors, the stasis chamber? City has uh, solar power generators, right? Yes, which would come in very handy if we were trying to power a couple of electric golf carts. So you're still thinking like the old McKay. I can't really help that. Look, what are you saying? I mean, this episode opens, you think, this is going to be a John episode, but you think again, <laughs> this is so much about Rodney. <laughs> We use the shields to protect the atmosphere. Exactly. We wouldn't be able to do it indefinitely, but it would buy us a hundred years or so. What's going to have to do for now? Open up the door. <laughs> yeah, but as we know from uh, these little robots that toodle around Mars, solar panels tend to get dirty. Mm-hmm. And get chipped with mm-hmm. sand. Yeah, this planet has quite severe sandstorms. Yeah. So <laughs> solar panels are not exactly an ideal solution. You're thinking about the Martian, aren't you? Real-life Martian probes. Well, not just that. I mean, it was it was mentioned repeatedly in the book. You know, solar panels and sand and efficiency. We'll hit the building on the other side. Feel your way to the door. I'll be waiting for you there. Now, this sandstorm was originally going to be fully CGI, but then some bright spark had the idea of setting up some huge fans and simulating it. Big. Yep. Need a long shower after that to get all that sand out. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, they didn't use sand. Ray Douglas, one of the special effects guys, got a load of cornmeal and basically had Bam Bam and Martin Wood stand in it 
throw all this cornmeal into the fans. Mm. And of course, it doesn't hurt when it hits you, but it looks exactly like sand. Yeah. Mm. So they got Joe Flanagan to do it. And after <laughs> the fifth time he filmed it, he said no more. <laughs> right. Uh, Ronan's story. After what happened to you and, and then Taylor, I guess he didn't feel comfortable on the base anymore. He persuaded Sam to let him go off-world and recruit a strike force. By this time, the galaxy was in a panic. Word was spreading that Michael's agenda was to wipe out Wraith and human alike. <laughs> His own little private army. Ah, Ronan the Barbarian. <laughs> Ronan could do it. Yep. Jason did. Did you not see the remake? No man should live in chains. <laughs> Run from me, and I will tear apart the mountains to find you. I will follow you to hell. He had his own army in Game of Thrones also. Yep. And cases of C4. Pretty effective combat force. They ran a few successful ops against some of Michael's ground facilities, and then one day, they got a key piece of intel. Yeah, you not suspect this after Sam? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> These key pieces of intel tend to keep falling into your lap. Mm -hmm. They decided to take it out. That's when they ran into someone unexpected. What the hell are you doing here? I suspect the same as you. Michael is using this facility to create more of his soldiers. I intend to destroy it. By yourself? There's something to be said for stealth over brute force. Come in, come in. Oh, Todd. Hello, Todd. One of the guards must have got a signal off because a cruiser just landed. We're about to be overrun. As I was saying, we have to abort. Ultimately, the more successful a guerrilla or a, I suppose, terrorist organization gets, eventually they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah, really? I talked to the right guy there. Yeah. You intend to complete your mission? You damn right. As do I. I was going to write an elaborate program designed to slowly create a fatal error in the primary capacitor. But I doubt there'll be time for that now. I was just going to blow it up. Naturally. This is an interesting twist. Ronan, who hates the Wraith ever since the fall of Satida, is actually going to spend his last few minutes in the company of Todd. The name works surprisingly well with Todd. Well, here we go. Well, that's complicated. Come on. Ronan. I like Ronan's. Just blow it yeah. up. Simple and straightforward. Really? Do you actually need a subtitle with Blade being drawn, written on it? <laughs> Samara, I don't think these two... Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you didn't say that, did you? That's a pile of C4. It isn't. It, it looks like they're not going anywhere. Not that way. Very Butch and Sundance. Mm -hmm. for my people to clear, period. Very well. Or maybe Vasquez and uh, what's his name from Alien. It's always Vasquez and what's his name, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Vasquez is memorable. <laughs> well, yeah. Badass. No questions asked. Are we done? Of course, she had to die because Sigourney's like, nope, sorry, I get to be the only female badass in this movie. I like that. Are oh, we done? Yes. Boom. And a grin. And how did Rodney know that? He never came back from his mission, I guess. 
you have to give them a bit of narrative <laughs> leeway retelling their story. Mm-hmm. You could say the same about Carter's demise. How did they know she took out the three hives? Yeah. Your biosignature's barely registering. Shepard! He fought through the hologram. That was all CGI and green screen and compositing. Oh, they even animated the sand at Rodney's feet to make it look like he was actually there. Looked pretty good. I know it's the sand, but it does have a very Egyptian look now, which seems mm-hmm. to suit the Stargate theme. Yeah, it's on a desert planet, so why not? There you go. You can do it. He should look a little worse for wear. I mean, look at his hair. Carter, super hold moves? No, he, he's got the can of look. No, I'm still here. Look, I, I, I'd help you up, but I'm... I'm, I'm uh... Oh, I all night. Look, you don't look so good. Maybe we should get you to the stasis chamber as soon as possible. Agreed. Uh, I've already prepped the solar panels. You're good to go. Rodney actually does sound old and tired. Well, that would be the idea. I suppose technically no reason he had to appear as, at this age, even if he, you know, actually designed the probe when he was this old. I guess just taking a scan of his body, and there you go. Ooh. You know, you never told me what happened to you. I mean, in the past. Uh, I don't want to hear about that. Well, why not? Obviously, you survived. Only because I quit. Quit what? Atlantis, Stargate Command, the whole thing. Well, it didn't sound like you. Yeah. Well. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I was down in the infirmary having suffered a, uh, well, pretty serious injury. It's a splinter. I mean, it doesn't hurt. All right. It's just kind of coming a bad time. It's a little busy in here right now. Yeah, I can see that. Dr. Keller, Dr. McKay. Mr. Woolsey. Oh. I understand you've managed to get yourself appointed our new commander. That's right. Oh, Robert Picardo. Yes. Uh-uh. And strangely enough, as I said in the commentary, at the time, they did not know Robert was going to join them for the fifth season. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm sorry? The IOA is initiating a new policy. Immediate recall of all base personnel. What? Robert's biggest concern was how high he should have his zipper. Yeah. He's a very buttoned-up kind of character, so all the way up to be fine. Yeah. I don't know if it's planned, but you, you see both Amanda and Jewel tend to have the zipper down quite low. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this. I'm already understaffed as it is. Only because you've overextended yourself with all these humanitarian efforts. Oh. This is painfully logical. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't think Robert's that much of a bastard. Well, yeah, they've spent the last few years softening him up a bit. And now this. Yeah. Wait a second, people are dying out there. Not our people, though. I know. And believe me, if I thought there was anything I could do about it, I would. I could do about it. <laughs> well, I mean, if we want to go with the emergency command hologram, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's burying your head in the sun, surely. Well, surely that's what John just did. <laughs> How many more of our own people have to die, Doctor? Colonel Shepard, Colonel Carter, Ronan, Taylor, they were your friends. Shepard is not dead. Right. He's just been transported 48,000 years into the future. I guess that makes him one of the lucky ones. Yeah, let's wash our hands of this old mess we mm-hmm. helped create. Yeah, we perfected the Hoffman drug and... We started this entire mess. Yeah, we <laughs> let's go right back and we woke the wraith up. It was too much for Jennifer to take. The more I thought about it, the more I realized she was right. You've come here to try and convince me to stay, Rodney. 
wasting your time. I already made up my mind. No. I'm here to tell you I'm leaving too. It's probably best. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you might as well go back home. I don't think there's really any need to take all your diplomas with you. Yeah. It just makes it part of home. Went over it a thousand times, trying to imagine what we might have done differently. It was, it was awful. Because we had each other. By the time we got back to Earth, well, <laughs> so we weren't just colleagues anymore. So, the big romance. Well, his previous love interest left. I say, David thought it was all happening a bit quick, and the point is that, that looks awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John. <laughs> you had a lot of time on Atlantis previously, then three weeks just based with the two of you on Daedalus. Mm-hmm. No. No, at first it was great. I got a high-paying job with an aerospace engineering firm. Jennifer started her own practice. Things were just starting to come together. And now the twist. Now this street is actually just behind the production studios. Joseph Malozzi said he could look out his office window and actually mm. where they would be filming. Well, that's not good. Mm. I'm sorry to say, but all our internal organs are failing. Of course, no regular doctor could diagnose what was wrong with her. We wound up back at Stargate Command less than a year after we'd left. Complications due to repeated exposure to the Hoffman drug. No cure. Mm. No, that is not good at all. Bad enough when one organ fails, but all of them. Yeah. And the Hoffman drug mm. strikes again. Yep. Never yeah. a soft coffee around when you want one. Mm. Indeed. I didn't know what to do. After everything we'd been through, to have this happen, it was, it was too much. I wonder how they still had these corridors. Well, they had them for filming continuing, didn't they? So Yeah. And at this point, there was no reason not to get rid of them. Mm. There were a third film on the horizon for SG-1. Kind of wish they'd come back out with some more. <laughs> Don't we all? The solution to everything. Were you this, all of this? I mean, Atlantis, Pegasus, Michael, everything. What are you talking about? I'm going to change the timeline. I'm going to make it so none of this ever happened. I mean, you won't get sick, Taylor won't die, Michael won't complete his research, none of it. At least the Atlantis movie. See, this is an interesting point. Was Jennifer's illness, ultimate death, mm -hmm. the actual, the push Rodney needed to commit the rest of his life to actually trying to find a way to reverse this, to get John back, to use the information that they knew, change fate? And the other question to come to think of is, her exposure at the time that John disappeared, was that already enough to cause this, or was it only afterwards? Yeah, that's a good point. I suppose Michael actually using the Hoffman drug galaxy-wide mm -hmm. forced them to actually do more research into it that they wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course it wouldn't be an issue if Carson hadn't developed the bloody thing in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all Carson's fault. Yep. <laughs> well, technically it'd be the Hoffman people because they were the ones that initially were working on it. Mm, true. It's issue, it's like, you know, offices, whenever someone transfers out and someone rings up and there's a problem, Oh, he was responsible for that. He's gone. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't let it go. She died three days later. And I like this. They said, if you look at the map painting through the window, you will actually see cars on the bridge moving. They took a photo to use it, and they actually got the CGI department to uh, put in some cars. Yeah. There, can you see them now? Mm -hmm. The headlights moving. Huh. Nice little touch, that is. I'll admit it wasn't much of a life. Jeannie came by every once in a while to check up on me. 
and a good cameo here for Kate. Both geniuses, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, was a much longer scene. Fortunately, he got cut down quite a bit. We see technology progress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. But he still has whiteboards. Mm -hmm. Well, tradition, isn't it? I still rather prefer writing on a notepad than actually making notes on my iPad. Years went by. 25 years, to be exact. But he still has whiteboards. Mm -hmm. Well, tradition, isn't it? I still rather prefer writing on a notepad than actually making notes on my iPad. Yeah, is this Robert? I needed to get back to Atlantis. I didn't have a lot of friends at Stargate Command. But I only needed one. Mm. Lauren! General, sir. Uh -huh. Yeah. Don't want the uniforms. Only one star, though. Or is it two? Mm, looks like one. It looks more like a square. Yeah. yeah. That, that's two. <laughs> yeah, it's two squares, so yeah. I'm not quite as stupid as you might think, Doc. But I'm sorry, there... There's just no way I'd ever be able to get this authorized. Well, then don't. Just tell him what it is. I mean, tell him it's a, a research project. Tell him whatever the hell you want. Rodney, you're talking about altering the timeline here. Changing history, changing everything. Do you really think that either of us has the right to make that call? Let's cut to the chase. You saw what happened in Pegasus. You know what's happening here. You really think this is the way it's supposed to be? Yeah, their idea of the Air Force uniforms 20-odd years in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm not overly impressed. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like the modern with the medals and such, the bars. This is probably very risky for Lorne. You know, we've seen before. Yeah, but if it works, then he'll never know. <laughs> and if it doesn't, who cares? I wonder if this far in the future, if the SEC program has become public knowledge, Daedalus and all them. Yeah, good point, that is. It would probably... I suspect it wouldn't, because... Imagine the uproar if it became known that they were abandoning abandoning, abandoning Pegasus. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there'd be enough public opinion to sway the uh, the powers that be, but there certainly would be in some quarters. Right. Okay. Pleasant dreams. The past 25 years, you haven't have noticed who won the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, right not. Stanley Cup. World Series. I was not really much of a sports fan. Ah, uh, Carson's done this, <laughs> Jack's done this. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to be worried about. Yeah, that, that'd be like asking me. I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> you know? Sorry, World no Cup. back to the future. No, it's not that I mean World Cup, Stanley Cup, World Series, PGA Golf Tour, not a bloody mm. clue. He looks hard done by Hologram Rodney. Yeah. Unscheduled off-world activation. What have you got? CV-90C. It's Colonel Shepard. Interesting that they decided to skip everything yeah. else and mm -hmm. jump straight to this. I'd like to give credit to the costuming department for a, a very well-fitting uniform for Amanda. Yeah. Extremely well-fitting. It's tailored <laughs> specifically to her. Definitely. <laughs> Shooting. Clone. Alien. John. Oh, I'm back. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rodney's like, yes, you state the obvious there. Tell me something I don't know. Yes, don't shoot him. He may praise me more. You've been missing for 12 days. 12 days, 12 days. Okay, she wouldn't have had a baby yet. Look, I know it sounds kind of weird, but we're on the clock. John, what are you talking about? I know where Taylor is. And the sci-fi uh, network themselves came down with a note saying they wanted more from the final few scenes of this episode. They wanted a bigger conclusion. Uh, 
We don't have time for this. John, there are procedures we have to follow. You know that. I am not a clone. Is that what you're worried about? Oh, your medical came back clean, telomeres and all. But there are other things we need to discuss. Such as? And you have to admit, this is a pretty wild story, even for this place. But that's my whole point. How could I make this up? Sam, believe it or not, I found it. It's in the sensor log. It's a solar flare capable of interfering with the wormhole from M4S587 at exactly the moment that Lauren says he dialed. Well, why didn't the gates fail safe prevent the wormhole from locking? Uh... Well, we've had a number of glitches since we uh, last updated the operating system. Oh, that's what you call a glitch, huh? Yes, well, you should know that uh, I'll be giving Zelenka a stern talking to. Guilty look. I don't have the, I don't have the imagination. Yeah, well, I mean, he is Vince after all. There we go, and here's your answer. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a talk. Look, um, I know you've already been debriefed about the uh, you know, future events, all the things we're hoping to avoid, but tell us just... One more thing I need to know. What? Do I still have hair? <laughs> no. Let's go. Do I still have hair? <laughs> okay, not that much of a strike team, really. I know Ronan's with them. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Um, we've seen this place before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the place where they blew up the Janai leader. Well, actually, we've seen it before in this episode. Why is that? I'm sarcastic. <laughs> And this was the point. They wanted it to make it look pretty much identical. The only difference was John's with them. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I got some kind of a, of a data terminal. Let me see if I can power it up and hack in. You know, I think Michael deliberately scruffs up the Ray technology to make it look even more organically gunky. How do you know? He described it to me. No Taylor. Oh, dear. I mean, we know that's an incubator, but look at it, yeah. Jesus. Hey. Look at this. Whoa, that's one way to do a C-section. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Some twisted version of a maternity ward. I think we're too early, though, but he's going to bring her here to have the baby. Hold on, I'm in. Good old-fashioned CRT. Very Janai, since you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I got everything. I got gate addresses, I've got subspace communication codes, I've even got his research into the hybrid. He's history. No, 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 what happened? What's that? Oh, no. Doc. Oh, dear. Perfect creeping. Yeah. Countdown. You don't even need to understand the text to know that's not good. Go, 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 go. Those are big, heavy-looking pieces of styrofoam. Yeah. And David said before they filmed this, is this completely safe? Probably not. <laughs> Ooh. Why? That seems excessive. Wow. And that's the season finale. As Cliffhanger's girl, that's a complete girl. Uh-huh. And I do remember exactly what I was thinking when I watched this episode first time around. Nobody survived. Yeah. No one. And to be fair, it was a decent piece of CGI. My only issue with it, and to this day it's still an issue... It was a little too fast. The buildings fell too fast. Mm, I can see that. I think if it, if it were a bit slower, it looked like it had more weight to it. But they leveled the place. And they were not in basements. They were not in cellars deep underground. Because there were windows. You saw a light coming in. It had been nice at the time if we could have had some sort of pool. How many people out of those uh, that squad actually got killed? But we'll find out soon enough. Okay then, that was The Last Man. As was mentioned in the episode itself, 
John could quite easily have been the very last human being in Pegasus. Who mm -hmm. knows the very last human being in the universe? That would be a scary thought. Yeah, he handled it pretty well. Scarier than Roman? Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, given the choice, John being the last person in the universe and Roman? Well, I think the point was the last human. Yeah. There were plenty of, plenty of people still in the galaxy in the universe, just not many natives of Earth anymore. I thought Roman was human. Not really. He is, but he isn't. I think if he had a full medical DNA test would prove he's not human. Hmm. The ancients were not human. Yeah. They came from another galaxy. So the only ones we can be sure were were the ones the Gwolds eated throughout the Milky Way. Okay. Felt a little let down that they, they did jump from John getting frozen, coming through the Stargate. You got the feeling that there was a little bit more story to be told. They actually were planning on filming a sequence. The episode was already running long anyway. And as I said, Sci-Fi Network, they wanted a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. And they got it. Most definitely got a good cliffhanger. Right then, a little bit of trivia for Martin Wood, who directed this episode. 47 episodes of SG-1, 29 of Atlantis. He then went on to direct Stargate Continuum, Sanctuary, of course, Andromeda, Jeremiah. He did a single episode of Dark Matter and four episodes of Olympus. Joseph Melosi and Paul Mully, the writers. 38 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis and 12 of Universe. Also wrote for Transport of the Series, Delete, The Lost World, Big Wolf on Campus, and of course Dark Matter, which did get renewed for a second season. Mm -hmm. So we'll be uh, we'll be finding out what happened after that quite spectacular cliffhanger for their finale. Which I well, haven't watched yet. Which is why I didn't go in, into any details. Yes, that's why I haven't started the series myself. <laughs> you haven't even started it, okay. I want to see what happened on the subject of spectacular cliffhangers, uh, Killjoys. I haven't seen Killjoys. Oh. <laughs> Killjoys look, just from the trailers, a lot like almost trying to replace a Firefly-type setting. Or... Oh, I definitely got that sense. You know, sort of frontier with space. Mm-hmm. Plus some fantastic music in it. Yeah. I'll definitely watch it. I'm not sure quite when, because I've just started watching uh, Whispers. Uh, is it a backstory for Sensei? <laughs> no. You understand why I asked the question. <laughs> I've only seen a few episodes so far. It's got kind of a demonic edge to it, you know. Events are happening to children, you know, hearing voices or telling them to do things. Oh, I think I saw something about that. I must watch some more Dominion. I haven't started the second season of that yet. I am about three or four episodes in. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. We got a little bit of feedback for Kindred Part 2 over on our Facebook group. Many thanks to Brad and Miles for leaving it for us. Brad posted, The episode was better than I remembered and most episodes that are Taylor-centric I tend to avoid. Okay. <laughs> Miles posted, I was really moved by McKay's acceptance of Carson, albeit Carson Beckett 2.0. This is one of the times we see McKay's humanity come out. It doesn't matter that this guy is a copy of his friend, McKay got his friend back. Quote online from Caprica, the difference that makes no difference is no difference at all. I also thought this was a lost opportunity for Star Trek Voyager in their season 2 episode Deadlock. The original Harry Kim dies at the end of the episode to be replaced by Duplicate Kim, which is never addressed in later episodes. Stargate Atlantis took advantage of this and was able to do some great storytelling and make good sci-fi. And I replied that the scenes between Rodney and Carson were created to both actors. It was also used to good effect to offset the suspicion voiced by Sam, who, unlike many of the characters in the show, wasn't invested in The Good Doctor. Thank you very much for the feedback. If anybody else wants to get in touch with us, then you can do it this way. You can contact us directly via email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com 
or via the contact form on our website, which is gatecast.co.uk. You can also find us on Facebook and Google+, and we have a very busy and productive presence on Twitter, at The Gatecast, which is one word. We are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. Reviews and ratings on those services would be appreciated. You can, however, get access to every show we've released via the website. We've got an independent RSS feed you can copy and paste into your podcatcher, and that'll give you access to everything we've released so far. You'll find it under Mission Files. Okay then, time to wrap the show up. Okay then folks, that was The Last Man. Next week's episode will be the wrap-up show for Season 4, Stargate Atlantis. At this point, we haven't recorded it yet, but the plan is, I think, Brad will be joining us for that. Uh At least he said he he wants to join us for that. I see. As Alan pointed out, this is his first recording back in Ireland, so we've still ironing out the little hiccups and whatnot. Yes, when he changes location in his house, the Wi-Fi signal gets better. <laughs> I wasn't in the house. I was in a snooper room roughly 50 metres away from the house and maybe uh, 80 metres away from the actual Wi-Fi router. Ah, OK. Which may explain the right up. But it worked fine when we tested it, so clearly it's an atmospheric thing. Yeah, strange that. Mm. OK then, Thomas, uh, as always, thank you very much for taking the time to join us to record this episode. Of course, not fun. Yep, season five of Atlantis coming up. Thomas has already asked for a few episodes. He's going to get the season five series finale of Stargate Atlantis. What a shame that is. We'd love to have been <laughs> do a sixth season or maybe mm-hmm. one or two movies. Yes. I will be making a few inquiries of our regular guests, see what other season five episodes they would like to do. But if anybody does want to join us for the next season, please get in touch with us. Uh, we'd love to have you on the show. And then, of course, the two TV movies, Stargate SG-1 TV movies and Stargate Universe. Do you think we'll ever get Blu-ray of Season 2? No. Really? <laughs> Why would they? Blu-ray as a format is a dead end. If we're going to get a, a Blu-ray of Season 2, they would have released it when they announced it and not cancelled it mm. very quietly. Everything is good. Maybe we'll get a Netflix Season 3. Keep wishing. It could happen. Anything could happen. True. Pessimist. <laughs> <laughs> On that note then, thank you very much for joining us, everybody. Hope you join us next week for the Season 4 wrap-up show, which will include all the favourite episode poll results. Thank you very much, Thomas. It's uh, been a pleasure as always. I've had fun. Excellent. Till next week then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And Thomas. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Yeah.